Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to December. We have been looking this whole term at Acts and how at the very beginning of Acts, Jesus gives his disciples, his people, a mission. He says, I want you to be my witnesses. He says, go and show people exactly who I am. And then over these last few weeks, we've been looking at different ways that we can show who Jesus is from Acts. And now we come to Christmas. Now Christmas, this story of Christmas that we find at the beginning of all of the Gospels is the most radical story. It is an amazing story of how God brought his saving power to us, to our world. And it's not particularly predictable. Uh, It's unusual and it's an amazing story. So we're going to look at it together. Says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring will be holy, son of God. And you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is. Everyone called her barren. And here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve Let it be with me, just as you say. And then the angel left her. She believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing with the song of my saviour God. God took one look at me and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. And God, the God whose name is holy, set apart from others, his mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high, It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. So we have this amazing story of Mary, how she, uh, the amazing story of how the whole of 
Jesus' birth began. You know, it's radical. Everything about this story, everything about the Christmas story is uh, rootsy and gutsy and raw. You know, we have this uh, amazing thing that God did in such vulnerability. He sent a baby and gave that baby to a teenage girl who was not married. It's vulnerable, it's raw, and it's beautiful. It's unusual because it's not what how we would think God's saving power would look like. Maybe God's saving power would look different to this. But this is the way that God chose, and it shows us so much about him, and it shows us so much about who he is and the way that he comes to save us. So, uh, you know, we have so many aspects to this story. We have uh, that a virgin is uh, gives birth to a child. That is an, a very unusual thing to happen. We have the shepherds who are the first people, the, the perhaps the lowliest people, perhaps the least thought of people that God tells first about his son Jesus. We have Mary and Joseph traveling to another place away from their hometown, away from their family and giving birth in a place where uh, there is no room in the inn. So there's no comfortable place to give birth. So what are the things that really strike me from these Uh, from this whole story. First of all, I would think that Mary has the most radical, amazing trust in God. She trusted in God. She was a teenage girl. Uh, She would have been misunderstood. Who would have believed her? Who would have believed that she was having a baby and not slept with Joseph? Nobody. She was misunderstood. She uh, had the pain of that, the pain of misunderstanding. Uh, But she trusted in God. She said yes to God, even in that circumstance. And then I can imagine her thinking as the census comes through and she's called to go uh, to Bethlehem, thinking, this is really difficult. How are we going to get to Bethlehem? What's going to happen? It's unpredictable. She doesn't know what's going to happen. And she's taken uh, to Bethlehem. And then there's no room. There's no room for her. She's having a baby. She's in labor. If anyone has had a baby and is in labor, you know how frightening that can be and how scary that can be. She's a teenage girl, her first baby. She has no midwife. She has no room. She is alone with Joseph. And uh, you would think that maybe she would at this point think, well, God, you know, I've trusted you, but how can I trust you? I can't even have a room to give birth in right now. I'm in a stable. I'm in a cow shed right now. But she trusted in God. She trusted in God with everything that she had. Even when Jesus died, she trusted in her father, God. Sometimes it's difficult to trust in God. Sometimes our trust is knocked And uh, I think that happens to absolutely everyone. When things don't go the way that we thought they would go, we can think, why has this happened? But, you know, we can put our trust in God. And that is a choice. You know, I choose uh, to believe that God is good and that he loves me. He is good and I am loved. And that means that whatever happens in life, I guess, that I trust that he is for me. And that he is good and that I am loved. Nothing that happens is because he doesn't love me. 
And uh, th- so I think that she had, Mary, had a radical trust. I once went to Wycliffe, uh, where they are Bible translators, and they translate the Bible in lots of different places. And they translated the word faith or trust like this. They said, uh, my heart sits on his back. That's how they used language to ex- to explain what trust was and to explain what faith was. Our heart sits on his back and we trust in God. The second thing that really leaps out at me at this story is celebration. Mary celebrated. It's called the Magnificat. She celebrates. She thanks God. She celebrates with everything that she has. She says, I'm the most fortunate woman on the earth. Her celebration is massive. May our celebrations be massive this Christmas. May we celebrate Jesus. That doesn't mean that we have to spend lots of money. It doesn't mean that we have to get into debt. It doesn't mean that we have to uh, do crazy things, but it does mean that we can dance. We can celebrate. We can live life to the full. And that's what faith is. That's what Christianity is. That's what believing in Jesus and following means. Following Jesus means. It means that we can celebrate. There are seven festivals in the Bible that go throughout the year. Jesus celebrated. The people of God celebrated. They celebrated with dancing. They celebrated with singing. Sometimes dancing has gone out of fashion a bit in the church, but dancing is such a brilliant way of celebrating. They celebrated with feasts and food. So let us celebrate this Christmas. Celebrate the people that we are with. Celebrate our community. Celebrate Jesus. And may we have an amazing Christmas as we go into December. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you are a God of celebration. You are a God who loves to celebrate. You're a God who loves a festival and we want to celebrate you. We want to say thank you, Jesus, for being born. Thank you for coming into this world in such a fragile way. I pray, Father God, for anybody right now who is having trouble trusting in you. I pray that we would know that we are loved and you are good. Amen.